Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back. Um, this is the second segment, and joining us right now is Shola and Wahala. Sorry, Namdi. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Manny's also staying behind. It looks like he has some. Um, looks like uh, what Namdi wanted to say a few things to him regarding that Chelsea Arsenal game. But first off, um, first, but first off, um, Shola, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. It's always good to be here. Good, 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 man. Glad to have you here. And Wahala. Um, yes, yes, yes. Earlier, but you came in at this time. Uh, that's that's uh, Ryan, by the way. Sorry. Um, he's going to leave in a second, by the way. But um, Namdi, it's great to have you here. Thanks a lot, man. I'm, I've been looking forward to it more than, more than most of these podcasts. And I always look forward to them. So that tells you something. Ah, that's great. Um, I'm guessing it's because Manny is here. That's why. I, that's why I'm pretty much looking forward to this. I thought I was going to get Manny and Abby, but okay, Manny's enough. <laughs> you had all the smoke today. I take it then. Yeah, yeah. Why not, man? Um, because I, I, guess... I have a feeling. I have a feeling Chelsea fans are going over the top, but it's okay. Ah, well, I mean, I guess we can start off there before we talk about other things that happened in the prem. Um, I know we already discussed it in the first. Go again. Um, so what is your take on Chelsea's performance this weekend on the game, Wahala? Um, okay. I I first of all think that Chelsea came to they came to play. They had a they had a plan for, for the Arsenal. They executed it as far as they could. But I also think that for the most part it was was Arsenal playing below their potential rather than Chelsea playing something magnificent? I think the Arsenal played within themselves in the first half and didn't really get going until after the second goal. Um, but for Chelsea, I don't know. I, I wasn't unduly impressed, you know. If you, if you really consider things in that match, Modric scored a goal that if he tried 400 more times, he wouldn't be able to repeat, you know. And um, Palmer scored a penalty that was never a penalty in anybody's, any reasonable person's books. And yeah, thereafter, the Arsenal came back, as I expected. Couldn't complete the comeback entirely, but... Overall, my view is just like with the Fulham game and with the Tottenham game, maybe ha having done so well in the derbies last season, the London derbies, some of these London clubs are coming to play Arsenal with a bit more pride. Something along those lines. No wider significance, no sign of a Chelsea resurgence in my books. I think it was just one of those games that maybe Arsenal should have done more. Simple. Hmm. Um, I, I think I brought up something like Wahala said in the first segment where I went, you guys scored, you know, with whatever that look was for, for Modric and obviously the pen. And should you guys actually feel, you know, so good that you got, that you managed to, you know, score those two goals and almost take, you know, three points away. So what do you feel about what Wahala just said? Well, firstly, um, obviously I think, you know, 
the guys obviously uh watching the game through uh rose tinted glasses um <laughs> like he says oh arsenal could have done more arsenal tried their best you know arsenal had okay i tell you arsenal had one player out maybe two you know cuz i still think Partey gets in that in that team in your midfield you know in your best midfield three so i'll give you Partey and perhaps timber you know, but does Timba really bench um, Zinchenko or Tomiyasu currently? That's another conversation, you know. So this was Arsenal's best team, more or less. You know, Arsenal, you know, we, we came we came into this game as underdogs, which I, you know, is 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 it's a difficult one to accept, but you know, I'm 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 you know, I'm willing to call it a spade a spade. That being said, you know, Arsenal were dominated for large portions of that game. You know, you didn't even see what color socks Sanchez had until the 70-something minutes when he made that error that led to your goal, you know. So in as much as you say Chelsea played within themselves, because that's what you're claiming now, you don't really see a Chelsea resurgence. Chelsea didn't do anything special. And I, I put it to you that we didn't need to. We didn't need to do anything special and were able to take a two-goal lead, you know. I think where we lost that game yesterday, because I say lost because it really feels like a loss in many ways, you know, because with Arsenal were there, we did all the hard work and we just couldn't manage the situation better. You know, I give I give Arteta, Arteta credit because the subs he made really changed the game and the subs we made couldn't affect the game in the same in the same manner. You know, so for him to turn around and say, oh, yeah, I knew Arsenal were going to do it. I mean, Wahala said it was going to be 4-0 before the game. So are you really going to take this man as a reasonable man as he supposes? <laughs> I don't know. Can I, can I, can I clap? Yeah, yeah, go on, Wahala, please. Back. Hello? Yeah, Wahala, yeah, really? Go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay, okay, here's the thing, right? There was a game that they kept showing, at least in uh, Super Sports South African coverage, prior to the Chelsea Arsenal game. Everybody remembers that legendary game where Kano, with 15 minutes to go, scored a hat trick, having gone 2 0 down against Chelsea. Then, like now, Arsenal was. I think the second best team in the country. Chelsea were somewhere just trying to find their identity. And for three quarters of the game, Chelsea were superior. But then class shone through. Which is just to say that for for you to do well on a given day, I think the point I was making is to play well on a given day to trouble a better team on a given day doesn't necessarily spell a positive for that team and their prospects over the course of a season. Fulham nearly got away with beating the Arsenal earlier in the season. There's no one here who's going to argue that Fulham will finish in the top 10. I think we'd all be surprised to see Fulham as a top 10 side come the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? And many times in the past... Bigger teams have suffered in the way Arsenal suffered yesterday against smaller teams or, can we say, inferior teams because Chelsea <laughs> is not right now. You you wouldn't say smaller, but inferior teams. Do you know what I mean? And I think just watching like, that game yesterday, when Arsenal decided they wanted to step up the tempo, 
anybody, anybody who was actually watching that game, and now I'm being objective, I'm not trying to be biased, recognized that Arsenal had the potential to take the game back from Chelsea. Yes, they sort of surrendered common sense for a good portion of the game, maybe about 60 minutes, one hour, something like that. But thereafter, I couldn't see, I couldn't really see why Arsenal wouldn't come back. I, I can say that with some confidence now. And I think Sorry, even was yesterday prior, I said was this that. prior to the Awuf goal you guys scored? Or like, Which one know, was the Awuf goal? Trossard? The, you think Trossard no, was San, no, Sanchez, no, 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 no. Trossard's goal was a clean goal. Right? Clean goal. Right, right, right. right. Okay, yeah. you, mean, you mean Rice's goal? Yeah, I mean Rice's goal. Okay, so the thing is, you still have to finish those chances, right? So, yeah, Sanchez, obviously he gives up possession while trying to play out. Raya had done the same in the same game and you guys couldn't bury it. I think for me, that already tells you a little bit about where there are differences in levels between the teams right now. you need to compare apples and apples and pairs with pairs. Yes, Raya okay. gave the ball away, but Raya was still in goal to make the save. This, this clown gave the ball away and he was away from goal. You know, look where Rice shot from. And the guy's close. He still couldn't get himself back and go to at least attempt to make a save. You know, that's which, the difference. Which, which, which one of your midfielders is taking that shot first time the way Declan Rice did? Because now I'm talking about the difference in class levels right now. Caicedo class is never levels. doing that. Caicedo would probably look me, to surge forward. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you think yeah. any Chelsea fan... Swaps either one of Rice or Caicedo. I'm sorry. Swaps one of either Enzo or Caicedo. Um, Enzo or Caicedo for Rice. Is that what is, are you, are you, is that what I you're trying to suggest? I think generally, 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 fa- fans are a little confused about the true ability of their own players. But if you look outside of Stamford Bridge and outside of West London, there's no one who would pick any one of those Chelsea midfielders ahead of Declan Rice right now. I'll show you of that. Oh. Wow, wow. I think, I I'm, think that's I'm a bold statement. I'm pretty certain. That's a bold statement. I'm pretty certain. Bro, what, what, does, what does Kaiseido or... What does Kaiseido or Enzo do that, that makes them more valuable than I'll, than I'll tell you what they rights. do. They have better distribution than Rice. I mean, I mean, Enzo's stats speak for themselves in terms of most progressive passes in the league since he came to the league. You know, this season again, he's really leading the league in terms of progressing passes and distance. You know, this is what the guy does, you know. I think where you're now um, comparing, I mean, Rice, first of all, Rice is older and Rice is coming to a more established team with a more established setup. These guys are just starting work. They're younger, right? And on top of that, they don't have that link man. You know, where, where we're at, Chelsea are really struggling currently is we don't have that Nkunku type player, you know, which is why Cole Palmer is kind of thriving in that role now. Because there's no actual link between the midfield and the attack. You know, all our midfielders do their best work in their own half. You know, from deep rather. You know, we don't have that advanced playmaker where Kani Chukumeka could have done it or Nkunku could do it for us. You know, I think once that kind of link player is found, which is why we wanted Olise. You know, yeah. I think it's a, well, it's then, a free but, but... Um, Just before you come in, Namdi, um, just want to yeah. give you last word on this so that we can move on um just quick response one minute response to what uh um uh, has said and then we move on real quick yeah doesn't that doesn't that sort of 
explain exactly why Enzo, for instance, is making more progressive passes than Rice. They're playing different roles for their teams. The responsibility for ball distribution is not on Declan Rice within his team. But I think that from like if you were to do a comparison, turnovers. So we're talking about ball sticking to foot and generally not being a liability, whether in the build-up or on the defensive, you'd find that Rice is head and shoulders above anybody in the Chelsea team. And I don't even think it needs to be a direct comparison. Enzo is a good player in his own right. Caicedo, not so sure. Rice is a great player in his own right. And overall, they, they are one piece in, you know, a system of their own. You know, Pochettino and Ateta have different ideas. I think what I'm saying is that as a unit, as a collective, Arsenal right now is superior to Chelsea. Chelsea had a good day at the office. But let's talk again the next time both teams get to play. By then, more of the season will be behind them. By then, they would have shown their qualities in different competitions. And I think by then, you know, water will find its level. Simple yeah. and short. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think we, we can... The good thing about it is that Manny will be back here. Um for other days to um, to discuss this as well. So we'll have more time to actually talk about this Chelsea and Arsenal. I wouldn't even say rivalry because it's kind of like you guys are just down the road. Just you know, it's all good. <laughs> <We'll talk. laughs> and speaking of speaking of speaking of derbies, there was there was another derby this weekend. Um, Liverpool against Everton. And um before we talk about you know what these derbies mean and you know how 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 far the power shift is between um Liverpool and uh, Everton, first of all, I just wanted to mention you know Salah and Van Dijk. You know, I mean, last week we spoke about Van Dijk and how um, Saliba is on his level or you know possibly better than him. You know, but um, Van Dijk with a good performance this weekend, Alex. Well, yeah, I won't say good performance. It was a great performance. I remember what did I tell you last week when you tried to compare Oliver and Van Dijk. I said that obviously Van Dijk showed levels for three, four years that he was not even human. Now he's just been one of the best defenders in the Premiership, and people are saying he's falling off. But anyway, yes, he had a great performance again, yet again, and he's going under the radar. And that's fine. We can continue to go under the radar, do our stuff, and hopefully come out on top at the end of the season. Yeah, but overall, it was a good performance. I wouldn't call it a derby because when it comes to Everton, you might as well just give us a three points. I think they've won like one in like 18 games against us. So it's never really a contest when Everton come to come come around. It was an easy game, three points, two goals, we move. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, Shola, Alex said it, you know, something there. I mean, I remember Alex, you you know, you said it was it was a really good performance. You know, it was a great performance from Van Dyke. Yeah. But Shola, I'm, I'm talking to Shola, I'm kicking this shot right here. Uh, Everton really didn't put much on the plate for Van Dijk there. So did, did Van Dijk really have to do much to actually look that good? Um, Unfortunately, I actually have to agree with Alex here. But I actually thought Van Dijk was excellent as well. I mean, yeah, Everton didn't, were not great offensively, but you see there's some... When I like when I see center backs, like I like lead, I like center backs that take ownership, that take leader, that take leadership, that command the defense. 
Roger Van Dyke was marshalling that defense. He was giving instructions. He was telling players where to be. He was doing like he was he was that voice in the back. So a lot of people don't see these things, but like those are the type of things I look at from as from like defenders because that's what makes a good defender stand out from a great defender. The way to, to be able to be that voice at the back, to be able to be that leader at the back, to be able to command your troops at the back. So, you know, it's, it pains me to say it, but I agree with Alex. Van Dyke was excellent, in my opinion. Um, He had a really great game. Okay. And, you know, Liverpool, you know, like, I know you, you've said uh, Liverpool are, 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 are like pretty much, they are your pick for, for the Premier League table, um, title, right? That, that's who you pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's weird that Shola would pick Liverpool. You know, you could pick Arsenal, like, we would pick, you know, Bad City. Shola knows ball now. Shola knows ball. He knows ball. You know what? I, I, think, I think Liverpool have a really, really good chance this year. You know, yeah, and, and as Alex has said, they are really going under the radar. But that being said, I think it's wishful to suggest Van Dijk had a good game yesterday, man. As all things, we have to look at context, right? You're playing against an Everton side that have no goals in their team, first things first. Situation gets compounded pretty early on where um, Ashley Wrong is rightfully or wrongfully sent off, right? Bear in mind, it's a Sean Dyche team, okay? It's a Sean Dyche team that likes to normally go long. At this point in time, it becomes attack versus defense. So how much work did Van Dyke really have to go through yesterday in order for us to say, oh, yeah, he had an outstanding game? You know, and that's a genuine question. Um, and I can answer that. If it, um, I think I think D-Man was trying to force a narrative here. The whole Saliba Van Dyke then. He could have just come and say Liverpool won yesterday and we'll talk about the game. But he specifically went on Van Dyke. And I know why he did that because he's <laughs> trying to make this, he's just trying to make this whole Saliba Van Dyke thing. Van Dyke had, in my opinion, he had a good game yesterday, but he's had a good season. So I wouldn't even call yesterday as a game where I would use uh, the yardstick in terms of Van Dyke's abilities. So, yeah, to your point, man, fair enough. I think. The reason why Shalana is saying he had a great game yesterday is because even after the red card, like you said, Sean Dyke, he has a way of playing where he just goes long. He throws everything in the box. And Calvin Lewin, he's one player that can test you in the air, you know. So, mm -hmm. Dyke cleaned everything up. In as much as he didn't have a lot of work to do, the, the sign of a quality player, similar to what we said about quality goalkeepers, that one instance when you can actually switch off Van Dijk made sure that he didn't. And what I'm seeing from Van Dijk this season is he's now being more aggressive. Since he took that captaincy and bound, I think he's, he's added something to his game that was lacking. A lot of people always criticise him as he never used to engage uh, attackers and whatnot. Now he's doing that and he's doing it well. But what I like about what Van Dijk is doing this season is he's not doing that pretty boy football anymore. He gets it, wins it and keeps it moving. And so our point is going under the radar quietly. Well, yeah, not to dwell too much about Van Dijk. I'd rather talk about the game. And I know, Dima, you probably have more questions on the game. Um, Definitely. I mean, um, Soboslai looked good again. Diaz on that left. Uh, great attacking. You know, he looked like such a good outlet. You know, and um, I wanted to bring in the um, the closet um, Liverpool fan here. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I know you probably watched the game. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Um, before you actually give us your take on the game, you know you have you've ne you've ne you were not around last week when we had 
when we spoke a little bit about Saliba and Van Dyke, you know, or were you here? I don't think you've given your no, 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 I wasn't. I no, wasn't. It, I it wasn't. Make... It wasn't. Saliba and Van Dyke, because I actually think the time is now, and this season is Saliba's first challenge for that top, for that top defender in, in the Premier League um, title. Well, not let's not say title because all these Chelsea fans will start chatting shit down. Let's we just... are, no, we are, are you being are you being serious? Or are you trolling now? Because it, I, I that's the thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's being serious. Saliba, Saliba is league, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's the best. So, well, go on. So, so this is this is the <laughs> thing. Best you best know, I, Arsenal, have you? Oh, I think I think it's a little. Um, I think it's a little Pretty premature. Sure. Yeah, to start trying to push that kind of narrative, just being frank. And I'm saying this as possibly the biggest William Saliba fan there is. I think... Looking after your Liverpool interest, have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. You can say this as I think that Virgil van Dijk has a claim to be one of the best five defenders in the world for the last three, four years. And Saliba hasn't he hasn't been that. So let's let's just be candid about the situation. In terms of their qualities, right? They're the same sort of defender, deceptively quick, big, strong, deceptively brave as well. Well, Saliba more obviously brave than, than Van Dyke because you know there's this whole thing about Van wow. Dyke defending with aura, right? More obviously brave. I didn't say more brave, but more obviously brave. Like you, you, you can see Saliba and say, yes, he's he's going to go in for, you know, the last day tackle if necessary. But both of them have qualities that mean that they don't have to dirty their shirts too often. Do you understand? They read the game well. They intimidate defenders or with uh, attackers. I'm sorry. So that um, by the time that the the attacker is trying to make a move on them. You know they've they've gotten an, an inch or a yard or do you understand what I mean? I'm, I'm a big respecter of what Van Dyke does. Now, in terms of recent performances, right? Let's let's con let's put it into context now. Let's contextualize it. In terms of recent performances, I would argue that Saliba has had more mistakes in his game this season. Actually, if you look at it, let's even consider giving away a penalty yesterday as a mistake, right? But he's younger and he's only going to get wiser. Let's not confuse ourselves by making that comparison. If you were to say Saliba Colwell now, yeah, I'll go in on that. That's a very straightforward Colwell? conversation. Okay, you know, let me come back a little bit here because uh, yeah, because you said a few things there that I believe are not very true. First one, <laughs> first one, um, when I, when you mentioned Van Dijk being the best defender for the last three four years, no, yeah. I said one of the five. Said one of one of the top five. One of the five best in the world. Last four years, clear. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. One of the top five. Yeah, because yeah. the body of work from the start of those years up to now was very good. I mean, it was only till last year where we thought these guys really diminished. You know, so when I talk, yeah. about, when I actually question, I ask like the challenge for this season. You know, right, so right. Saying that over those years, you know, we can still say Saliba. No, I'm saying the challenge for this season. I feel like you know Saliba can definitely usurp him if he hasn't already. The second thing was when you said Saliba has made a lot of mistakes, you know, this season. I think well, he has I said a couple, a couple of mistakes, not a lot. He hasn't made mistakes this season. It was last season, if I remember that Saliba was no, 
Because no, even... I believe I believe Saliba made a made a, made a mistake in the Fulham game, if I'm not wrong. He did. Yeah, no, and then I mentioned, and then yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned this particular you yesterday, that... even oh, though that... the penalty was a wrong call in my book, by Sorry, record, wait, he's going to stand on the record that Saliba caused the penalty, which cost us the first goal. That's a mistake. That's not a Do mistake. You know That's not a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was second. That was second. <laughs> Saka was the one that put the ball back. And Saka was also the one that, you know, that um, didn't go for the corner as aggressive as he should have. And the guy got the shot off. That wasn't Saliba. So, and that wasn't, that was, I don't even remember Saliba being, you know, bad on that game. You know, and... Um, wow. Just wow. You mean in the Fulham game? D-Man, I think you've, okay. you've forgotten that game a little bit. Oh. It was Saka. Saka was the one that passed it back. It wasn't, it wasn't Saliba. Saliba, Saliba made, Saliba made quite an... Quite an obvious error, actually. There's no need to go back on it. Defenders are going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Especially if you're 22 years old. You're going to make a mistake. But the thing is, Saliba makes up for it in so many other ways. Definitely. I'll take a mistake from him every other game because I know that Saliba is going to be the deciding factor in lots of other ways. So that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Gabriel makes mistakes too. That's, That's fine. You feel me? You know, Van Dyke makes mistakes too, but he hasn't made in my memory this season. I didn't watch the Liverpool Everton game, but he hasn't made any errors worth reporting this season. Get, so getting sent off against uh, Newcastle wasn't an error, have you? Right, right, right. Sorry, I forgot that one. That's well, true. But of course you would. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Was... And, uh... <laughs> and then one more thing before we Man, don't stress me, bro. <laughs> the only other thing I'll leave this side is you mentioned Saliba and you know and, and Colwell. You know, um, I appreciate Colwell, but you know, when it comes to nah, I'm not having that. They don't just, breathe the same air. I'm not the same air. I'm not even I having think that. I think the comparison should be Saliba and Konate. So they just leave it there. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think Colwell, I think Colwell's ceiling is higher than both both those two you, you, you called, and I'll tell you why. Right. In terms of athletic attributes, he can match both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Where both of them can't lace his boots is in his passing ability. If you look at Colwell's passing, it's criminally underrated. You know, criminally underrated. And you know what? These other two are a year or two ahead of him in development as well as age. You know, so if we're looking at things in context, I think um Cucurella coming back now as a left back. Um, and Chowok obviously competing for the left-back will allow Colwell to play in his favoured left-centre-back role. And that's where I really think you're going to see, you know, like why lots of Chelsea fans and coaches have been hyping Colwell up for so long. Because I've been saying it repeatedly, I said Colwell, Colwell, even before we sent him on loan to Sheffield United, I said, listen, this is the guy, you know, we should have been doing a thing whereby we were trying to ease him and blood him in when Rudiger was playing in that uh, in that left uh, left centre back role in the back three. I really thought he could have deputized for him at that age, you know. So but um I think time would tell, you know, like those are really three really good defenders. That's it. And that's yeah, it. So, All three good yeah. defenders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Colwell definitely I mean that's why he could play left back. Colwell I think is a touch ahead of Saliba in passing and more than a touch ahead of Van Dijk in passing. 
That's for sure. Athletic let's ability. Know, I don't. I don't know. You know, Saliba Let's stop is... talking about Van Dijk, man. These guys are not Van Dijk, mate. Compare them to Konate, Koyo, Konate, Saliba. That's where it should be. Why are we disrespecting Van Dijk like this, man? This is like it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> disrespect Van Dijk. Alex, you know why? You know why it wouldn't be fair not to? It wouldn't be fair not to because Saliba was in the team of the season last season and Van Dijk wasn't. But so like, there's a conversation there. Let's let's come on, guys. I see what Alex. <laughs> The show is clearly a man who picks he picks players based on his the way he wakes up in the morning. No, no. Whatever it is, his wife is telling him. The show is not picking players for his French side solely based on their capacity. I don't think. I I don't think you can argue that because there are players who are getting in and you wonder why are they getting in ahead of other players. So I I don't know what that is. Apart from Saliba and Konati, who else do you think isn't being picked on merit? Just just out of interest. For the French team, yeah, so, right. Um, okay, so uh, let, uh, me, uh, let me uh, let me give uh, it a quick thing. Move well, on to something else while I think about that, please. Okay. All right, <laughs> so we'll actually come. I don't know if we'll come back to that, but like I said, we'll have more time to talk about all these things. Right? So, good argument. Uh, sorry, good debate here. And uh, speaking of center backs, um, Shola yesterday, Danny, um, and then called him, it's not Danny Evans, I think it's. What's his um, first name? I can't remember his first name. But Johnny. Huh? No need, right? Is that what you Johnny, said? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. This man. I thought you said there's no need. But yeah, Johnny Evans and uh, Maguire, both of them, you know, played against Sheffield United. And you guys got the three points there. And, Dima, uh, just a very quick one. Dima, just literally 10 seconds before we go on to that. Salah has 18 goals and 11 assists in his last 24 league games. Let's just moment of silence for Mohamed Salah, please. We can't just oh disrespect Salah like that. Come on. He's having a fantastic season, yes or no? Yes. And you don't even get to talk about it, King. I repeat, he's got eight. eight listen, listen. He's got 18 goals and 11 assists in his last 24 league games. Come on. That's not about Liverpool fans when you get them started or something. No, 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 no. We spent 20 minutes talking about Saliba. <laughs> We talked okay. about Salah last week, didn't we? It was part of it was yeah. like people's team of the season, right? Now we can continue. I just had to get in there, man. 18 goals in the last 24 league games and 11 assists. Uh, fair enough. Fair. So, Shola, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, sorry about that. Hello, I see this uh, Alex is very <laughs> rowdy sometimes. Uh, um, yeah, as, as I was saying, two, two center backs, uh, Johnny Evans and Maguire came in yesterday. You even had Lindelof as well, and you guys managed to play well against. Well, I won't call it that you guys played very well against Sheffield. How did uh, you see? I was wondering what game you watched. <laughs> but how did you see that game and the performance of those two defenders? I thought Harry Maguire was our best player yesterday. Um, Johnny Evans looked a bit shaky at times, you know, put sat him on the floor a few times. Archer gave him some problems, but I think Maguire was the one that he was the only player that stood out for me because it was another very poor performance. But I think the only positive was that we won the game. But um, it's really nothing to write home about. You know, um, did did um Casemiro start the game or he wasn't available? He's injured. Oh, he's injured. That's why he didn't start. I mean, I watched the game as as well. It was it wasn't that interesting. But Dalo did have a fine goal at the end. Yeah. It was nice, nice goal, you know. You know, it took a moment of brilliance to win the game because 
frankly, like I said, if Sheffield United fans should be disappointed, especially with the way they played in the first half. Like the first half, they they bought they balled us, like they bossed the game. Like Sheffield United had like sixty something or seventy something percent possession in the first half, and that was just embarrassing. But you know, like I said, the positive was that we won the game. I really can't say much more. Uh, I know okay, maybe another positive is that Nana didn't make any mistakes. So <laughs> that that is true. He did make a mistake, and uh, at least you are keeping pace with Chelsea. Oh, well, I rather you actually above them now. You guys... <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> you guys are having your own um, little battle in the middle of the of the pack there, you know. But with Chelsea performing so well against uh, Arsenal, do you see them catching up with you guys anytime soon? I won't be surprised. I mean, what they're two points behind us, or is it three points? So, yeah, and they look mean, to... going into this game, we were one point ahead of them. So, um, yeah, so it's not like they're far behind. And Chelsea look like they're getting better, while we don't look like we're getting better. So that's a cause of concern. Um, yeah. the only like I said, the only positive is that the last two games we've won is that we've won, and. We were, we've been somehow been able to steal six points despite not deserving them. But, you know, that's football. I mean, the only thing you can hope is that, okay, as bad as we are, we can only try, we can only start getting better. But I don't know. I, I really can't Stop tell you for sure. Stop of champions. Stop of champions, fella. I, I mean, <laughs> we whatever. You're playing badly. Stop of champions, man. Right? Like, I really can't say, you know, there's no. I mean, yeah, we even though yeah, we've been unfortunate with injuries, I still don't believe that's an excuse to be as bad as we've been. Um I mean I could just hope that we can just get better. That's all I can say. Um, Alex, real quick, um, in regards to what Shala has just said, you know, they do face yeah. um this mid table battle between Chelsea and United. Who do you think takes it? Chelsea, all day. Chelsea, uh, I told you already, and you know my feelings. So I don't think United are doing anything this season. But uh, by this time next week, Chelsea will be ahead of United. Chelsea play Brentford next at home. Um, United are hosting Man City. So you don't give United I don't, a game. I don't. I, I don't get. I don't give them a chance. And even if they somehow flip their way through the game next week against City, because City, to be fair, are not looking as as solid as I thought they would be. Um, I don't see United doing anything this season. They they expecting they expecting to 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 score the goals for them. Come on, that's a club that's not serious. Definitely not serious. If if McTominay is going to be your highest goal scorer, then you know you're not doing anything this season. So I don't. I'm not expecting anything from my United this season. Fair enough. Um, shall I do you have anything to say to that? I mean, I know you. What is it? McTominay is actually not our top scorer. Casemiro is. That's actually wild. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so can, yeah, can I just, sorry, shall I go on? Sorry, sorry. Um, but like I said, like with United right now, it's just hope. Yeah, and it's the hope that kills. But God, Bahala, were you about to say something? No, I was just going to say that. Um, I really feel there's a bit more hype around Chelsea than there needs to be right now. Let's just consider this thing logically. They've had a huge, no, they've had a huge, huge recent shakeup in their ownership. And that ownership has shown us over the course of a year or so that they're willing to cowboy 
to decisions that should be taken ra- rationally. Um, they have so many players, they're onboarding. Inevitably, because they have a good manager, they're going to get good results. But there will be, if not an implosion, a degradation of the, of the quality of their play because of all the stuff that is unsettled. That team is not going to settle down and suddenly make a surge. I said at the beginning of the season, I'm going to keep on uh, saying it. I won't be surprised if they drop points against Brentford next week to show you guys that it's not going to be plain sailing. And then with United, um, they also have a lot of stuff going on in the background, but they have a manager who, if he's allowed to stay on beyond the winter time, I think will f- keep finding ways to grind out results. I actually see United finishing in the top six. They're finishing in European positions. Chelsea, not so much. Not so much. Eighth place. Um, let me uh, give. Oh wait, Alex, do you want to say something before we pass it to? No, 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 no. Just a very quick one. If you see United finishing in the top six, how's that a great season for them? No, no, I didn't now. say it's a great season. I, I'm not wishing them a great season. I, I'm not pro- projecting a great season for them. I'm just saying it's not going to be a disaster. It's not going to be a disaster. All right. Fair, fair enough. Also, no, no disrespect to Chelsea either. They've just they've had a bad turn of events recently, and it would be a miracle for them to do what you guys are saying they're going to do. An absolute miracle. I, I think, um, as as with all things, I think context is important. You know, um, bear in mind Chelsea are performing the way we're performing currently without at four or five of our first team players out. You know, and where I can see the light at the end of the tunnel is previously if we were playing a game with no Reece James and no Ben Chilwell, then would look hopeless. You know, would look hopeless. Like defending will be shocking, attacking will be shocking. And, you know, they'll just, will just look like very easy to play against, you know. And, you know, suddenly it seems as though, in as much as we've had a lot of off the field disruptions, it feels as though currently every, everyone is now pulling in the same direction. And there's at least the start of the foundation of something that could go somewhere. How far it goes, only time will tell. But at least I'm starting to see evidence that we're actually building towards something again. Well, okay. Well, I can, when you say, I can say some, the same about on my side when it comes to missing out of key players because if we're going to be honest, we're missing out our entire first back four. Like I can say that, but I'm I'm not going to say that. But I'm just saying that I can say that. So I can say. I mean, like I said, injuries is part of the game, but at the same time, I don't think I really don't think it's an excuse. Personally, I just don't. Like, I think, you know, that's why you have a squad that when, you know, your first team is out or somebody's out, you ha- you should be able to have somebody come in and do a job. So, so what the, the part no, of that, 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 that's some valid, players out, it, I can easily say out. I can say the Sandro is active around, you know, we've had players out, but I don't know. I, I I just don't. I'm just not. Yeah, nah. I'm buying that. Manny, were you about to say something? Yeah, I think you know. If you said Luke Shaw and maybe Varane, 
you know, I'd give you because those are key players. Because it's one thing having players out, it's another thing having key players out. You know, I mean, look, take Man City. You know, Man City, the best team in the world right now. Blah blah. But as soon as you take Rodri out of that team, they don't look like the same team. You know, so imagine taking out three or four of their key players at the same time, and then having to still, you know, play the same way or churn out results. It doesn't work like that. You know, I know in theory you say yes, you have a squad. But the thing about a squad, a squad has different players of different importance and different abilities. You know, like United now, Shaw is out. That's a big miss. You know, that's a big miss. Varane is out. Yeah. That's a big miss. You know, Lissandro is out. Is that a big miss, really? You know, I know you guys call him the butcher, but what was that guy really doing? You know, but like, is, is, do you really think that guy is a top defender? Like, realistically? Nope. Nope. Uh, 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 yeah. I read, I read, I read Lissandro. I mean, he's a bit of a con because he's so aggressive as well, and he's unusually, he's, he's usually hard. But uh, and pause, pause, pause. pause. <laughs> 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 oh my days! But um, uh, but um, Alex, um, I've said I'm gonna, I, I want Alex to give his point on something, and then we can we can end this for today. Um. Arsenal, they got this draw yesterday, and you can say right now it looks like the challengers right now for the title are Man City and Arsenal. Obviously, we won't know until like closer to like maybe. Oh, okay. Ask the question. Match. All right, fair enough. My question is simple. Arsenal getting this point yesterday. Did you think this was? I mean, how did you see them getting this point and their challenge moving forward? Does this make them more? Uh, does this bring them more into the spotlight for you? First thing, I, I think that you were wrong in saying the challenges, the challenges for the title of Man City and Arsenal. I think yeah. that I think you're disrespecting us again. I don't know, is this a disrespect Liverpool podcast or something? <laughs> no, I, I meant, let, me, let me ask, let me ask you the question why Liverpool not challenges? No, I meant apart from Liverpool, bro. I meant apart, you, from okay, 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 good. Um, you already maintained here that Liverpool are challenges. No. I think they no, no, not- we have a, like no money wasn't here last week. Uh, while I wasn't here last week, come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what's the question? How do I see? Yeah, Arsenal you know, you know how I feel about the Liverpool challenge, anyway. So Demon says they're not there on their own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. To be fair, not nothing has really, really changed when it comes to Arsenal uh, fighting for the title. I think you guys are still there, thereabouts. I'm actually scared with this whole resilience that you guys seem to have found because. I don't want to. I don't want to manifest this. But this whole unbeaten thing. I'm hearing a few Arsenal fans acting yeah. like they can't be beaten this season. I don't know. No chance. But... <laughs> no chance. Three defeats, man. Three defeats minimum. No chance. Amen. 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 But yeah. But all. All, all in all, I, I think you guys are still. You're, you're still. You're still there. I don't think. I think the league is very tight this season. And obviously, earlier in this group, we spoke about it in the group. There are like nine or ten teams that are solid. Can easily yeah. take points off you, so I think it's gonna, it's just gonna be, it's gonna go down for, gonna go down for the wire this season. Arsenal are probably still favourites just due to the fact that this season I think Declan Rice coming in has added that extra, that extra leadership quality that you probably needed turn turn draws into into wins and obviously defeats into draws. I think Declan Rice is gonna make that huge, huge, huge difference for you guys. But I'm still back in Liverpool for the league. This is probably the first time man is hearing me say, but I'm back in Liverpool for the league if we can keep our players fit for Arsenal be there or thereabouts. Alright. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I actually think Liverpool finish above Arsenal this season. 
in as much as Declan Rice adds something. No, no, I'm, I'm being objective, being objective, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I you know, being objective, I genuinely think it's going to be, I still think Arsenal are going to, you know, they, they, they lack the know-how. In as much as Declan Rice is a talented player, as we established earlier on, he doesn't have experience at fighting at the top end for the top trophies, you know. I think where Arsenal get undone this season is um, there's obviously a newfound resilience. Everyone can see that, you know, you're picking up points where in previous seasons perhaps you'd have lost the two games that come in question, uh, yesterday's game and against Spurs as well, you know. Yeah. But that being said, I'm counting on Arsenal being Arsenal. You know, yeah. like they'll find yeah. it, they'll find a way to blow it, man. This is awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. Probably with goals. Kind of... I think you're lacking goals a little bit. Go ahead, Wala. Sorry. No, you're you're. It, that's that's a point. We're going to need to find. Um, we're going to need to find goals. I don't know that we're lacking goals. We're going to need to find a an arrowhead. Let's put it that yeah. way, because you need yeah. to have somebody yeah. you can depend on. But we, yep. we get goals. We get goals regardless. Um, in terms of lacking the know-how, it's starting to play like. You know when you put out a, a job um, a vacancy, and you say you want somebody who is um, who has experience, but you're looking for an entry level position. Is that where you're going to get the experience when you've just come out of uni? Arsenal hasn't won the league in twenty years. Where are they going to get the know how you're speaking of? You have to win one. I agree. So, that, so that's that. that's why I reject I reject that particular argument because it's. It's neither here nor there. It's just you're, you're stating some facts and you're building an argument on a fact that Arsenal has not won the league in 20 years. That doesn't mean you're not going to win it because at some point the run has to end. That's Fair how enough. Chelsea. Fair enough. That's how however, Chelsea won the league after 50 years. How City won the year, the league after 44 however, years. However, the difference is you are going up against two teams that have been there, done that, and by two teams I mean teams with players who have actually crossed that line over. Who who have the experience of lifting the title, you know? Like if Liverpool and City were in a rebuild and the, or whatever, they didn't have that experience. And I'll say, you know what, Arsenal should be favourites, you know. But based on what I've seen on Arsenal this year, is you clearly change your style of play. You know, you're grinding out more results. What I'm yet to see now is is this the new style of play or is this what you are doing until you're trying to be like City and hit form at the second end of the season. You know, good, but, good, good, good observation. Uh, but, but also, sorry, uh, Diman, just, uh, just uh, <laughs> real quick, real quick. I don't Ex- need to rebut. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> let me just rebut. Look at it like this. Eh? So, after forty, after fifty years, Chelsea win the league. The same season after Arsenal went unbeaten, two thousand and three, two thousand and four, we went unbeaten the entire season. Next season, Mourinho comes in. Chelsea win the league. In that Chelsea team, your talismans were John Terry and Frank Lampard, who knew absolutely nothing about winning shit their entire lives. And they went on to spend several years at the top. The making of this Arsenal team, obviously, will be whether or not they can get uh, decisive wins at the right time and you know win a trophy or two. And when that happens, then you will speak about the Odegaards and the Rices and the Salibas in the same breath as Lampard and, and Terry. You can't make the decision in advance that you don't have what it takes. Let's wait. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a fair argument to make. In fact, I don't think it's an argument. I think it's speculative. Bro, what 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 you what you're failing to consider is if you know if you want to compare the Chelsea team of Mourinho in 0304, I mean 0405 actually, is um, look! Look at the core of that team. 
right? Look at the core of that team. You're talking about a Pedacek who was really doing outstanding bits as a world-class potential goalkeeper coming from France. Look at John Terry. He now paired John Terry with a proven winner in Cavallo, right? He bought Cavallo. Cavallo was one of his first purchases. He, he, purchased, he buys Paulo Ferreira, another proven winner, puts him at um, right wing. He brings Robin. Robin was really a proven league winner, was really doing numbers, coming from um, PSV. He buys Drogba, you know, so he already had experience and know-how and proven winners, you know. Moreover, your campaign, all we had to do that season was be better than Man, Man, Man United, you know, because they, were, they weren't like that many competitive teams there. And if you look at it in context, United wait, wait, were also Manny, in rebuild. Manny, Manny, Manny. So we, we, I think we've gone on enough. I don't want to turn this into too much of a Chelsea versus Arsenal podcast, which it already is, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> it already is, by the way. But um, I think we can leave it here for today. There's so much interesting stuff that you guys brought up. That we can still talk about, and I want to Jesus and Zinchenko. Go on, <laughs> demon. I feel him. We'll have a lot of opportunities to discuss this over the next couple of weeks, months, and whatever it is until the season ends. But until then, thank you all very much for listening this long. Um, thank you all for coming, Manny Wahala Namdi. Oh, Wahala. <laughs> <laughs> that's just two of the bears man so you're, you're in good form keep going stop doing this thing thank you guys all for coming today let's begin bro.